This is the Cambridge First Certificate in English Listening Test. Sample Test. One. I'm going to give you the instructions for this test. I'll introduce each part of the test and give you time to look at the questions. At the start of each piece, you'll hear this sound. You'll hear each piece twice. Remember, while you're listening, write your answers on the question paper. You'll have five minutes at the end of the test to copy your answers onto the separate answer sheet. There will now be a pause. Please ask any questions now because you must not speak during the test. Now open your question paper and look at part one. You'll hear people talking in eight different situations. For questions one to eight, choose the best answer, A, B, or C. One. You hear a young man talking. Why did he go back to college? A. He needed a better job. B. He needed an evening activity. C. He needed new skills. I've been thinking of starting on a course at college for a while. It's not easy to study when you're working full time, and my only free time was after six p.m. Then uh, the company where I work gave me a promotion, and my new job involved managing staff, which I had no experience of. That's why I chose this subject. My degree is in engineering, you see. I still wasn't too sure I wanted to give up the only part of the day when I did absolutely nothing, but I'm actually enjoying going to college after work. I've been thinking of starting on a course at college for a while. It's not easy to study when you're working full time, and my only free time was after six p.m. Then uh, the company where I work gave me a promotion, and my new job involved managing staff, which I had no experience of. That's why I chose this subject. My degree is in engineering, you see. I still wasn't too sure I wanted to give up the only part of the day when I did absolutely nothing, but I'm actually enjoying going to college after work. Two, you hear a man talking on the radio. What is he? A, an inventor. B, a company employee. C, a writer. I'm fighting in the courts to make it easier for people like me to protect their ideas. If you're a writer or a songwriter, you own your own creation without paying a penny. But people who create mechanical objects have to fight for their rights and pay for them. That's fundamentally unfair, and I'm not doing this just to benefit myself. I'm doing it so that other individuals like me who work alone won't be disadvantaged by large companies with large budgets. I'm fighting in the courts to make it easier for people like me to protect their ideas. If you're a writer or a songwriter, you own your own creation without paying a penny. But people who create mechanical objects have to fight for their rights and pay for them. That's fundamentally unfair. And I'm not doing this just to benefit myself. I'm doing it so that other individuals like me who work alone won't be disadvantaged by large companies with large budgets. Three. 
you hear someone talking on the radio about an artist. How does the artist feel about his work? A. He would like to exhibit it in an art gallery. B. He wants to make his creations last longer. C. He is happy to see his work destroyed. Genero Nadeo is an unusual sort of artist. For a start, his creations rarely survive more than a few weeks, and sometimes as little as a few hours. They either go stale, or they melt, or else they are devoured by the very people who most admire and appreciate them. Not surprising, really, since his materials of choice are butter, chocolate, cake, and sugar. With the help of a freezer, his work would find itself in an art gallery. But Nadeo has very modest ambitions, and the highest compliment he can hope to be paid is to have his work sliced up and swallowed. Genero Nadeo is an unusual sort of artist. For a start, his creations rarely survive more than a few weeks, and sometimes as little as a few hours. They either go stale, or they melt, or else they are devoured by the very people who most admire and appreciate them. Not surprising, really, since his materials of choice are butter, chocolate, cake, and sugar. With the help of a freezer, his work would find itself in an art gallery. But Nadeo has very modest ambitions, and the highest compliment he can hope to be paid is to have his work sliced up and swallowed. 4. You hear a woman talking to her son. Why is she talking to him? A. To give him a warning. B. To refuse permission. C. To make a suggestion. I know you really want to go on this climbing holiday, but will there be anyone with you who's a qualified climber, a guide? You hear of so many people getting into difficulties, and on TV they're always warning people not to go alone into the mountains. Contact the Mountain Guide Service, tell them where you're going, and ask for information about the region. Get as much information as you can, and then talk to me about it again. I know you really want to go on this climbing holiday, but will there be anyone with you who's a qualified climber, a guide? You hear of so many people getting into difficulties, and on TV they're always warning people not to go alone into the mountains. Contact the Mountain Guide Service, tell them where you're going, and ask for information about the region. Get as much information as you can, and then talk to me about it again. 5. You hear part of a lecture about the role of retired people in the economy. What is the lecturer describing? A. Reasons why something is changing. B. Errors in statistical information. C. Disagreements between researchers. Well, basically, in Western countries, the retired population is split. There's a significant minority who are really quite well off, and so they have consumer power. And we now see businesses like holiday companies, for example, targeting this group. But even the significant majority who are living off their pensions or savings and trying to make ends meet are collectively powerful because there are so many of them. And they're demanding more specialised products from manufacturers who are having to design more of their products for people of this age range.
Well, basically, in Western countries, the retired population is split. There's a significant minority who are really quite well off, and so they have consumer power. And we now see businesses like holiday companies, for example, targeting this group. But even the significant majority who are living off their pensions or savings and trying to make ends meet are collectively powerful because there are so many of them. And they're demanding more specialised products from manufacturers who are having to design more of their products for people of this age range. 6. You hear a chef being interviewed on the radio. Why did he decide to become a chef? A. To follow a family tradition. B. To develop a natural talent. C. To pursue his love of cooking. Was there a particular moment in your life when you thought, this is the job for me? Well, not really. My mother used to put these meals on the table that were inedible. Pastry that you couldn't cut through. Rice that came out of the pan in a lump. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a case of having to. If we wanted to eat, yes. <laughs> Of course, I realised eventually, hey, I could do this. I knew how to make things taste good, and that's what I wanted to build on when I went to college. Even though at the time I found it a bit of a chore, you know, getting home from school, you just wanted to go out with your mates. Was there a particular moment in your life when you thought, this is the job for me? Well, not really. My mother used to put these meals on the table that were inedible. Pastry that you couldn't cut through. Rice that came out of the pan in a lump. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a case of having to. If we wanted to eat, yes. <laughs> of course, I realised eventually, hey, I could do this. I knew how to make things taste good. And that's what I wanted to build on when I went to college. Even though at the time I found it a bit of a chore. You know, getting home from school, you just wanted to go out with your mates. 7. You hear a teenager talking about the sport she plays. How does she feel while she's playing the sport? A. Uncomfortable. B. Embarrassed. C. Confident. For girls, it's never a case of going down the road to the nearest club. You have to find a club and travel to it. There aren't many, so you have to make the effort. When people ask, are you sporty? I don't always admit to playing football. Somehow I feel awkward. Some females say, I can't understand why you do it, you'll get all dirty. I started playing competitively when I was nine years old. There were some negative responses at first, but when people saw me play, they realised that once I'm on the field, I know exactly what I'm doing. For girls, it's never a case of going down the road to the nearest club. You have to find a club and travel to it. There aren't many, so you have to make the effort. When people ask, are you sporty, I don't always admit to playing football. Somehow I feel awkward. Some females say, I can't understand why you do it, you'll get all dirty. I started playing competitively when I was nine years old. There were some negative responses at first, but when people saw me play, they realised that once I'm on the field, I know exactly what I'm doing. Eight. You hear an explorer talking about a journey he's making. How will he travel once he's across the river? A. By motor vehicle. B. On horseback. C. On foot. The engine's full of water at the moment. It's very doubtful if any of the trucks can get across the river in this weather. 
The alternative is to carry all the stuff across using the old footbridge, which is perfectly possible, just rather a slow business, and then use horses rather than trucks for the rest of the trip, all the way instead of just the last ten or fifteen kilometres, as was our original intention. We can always pick up the vehicles again on the way back down. They'll be safe enough here. The engine's full of water at the moment. It's very doubtful if any of the trucks can get across the river in this weather. The alternative is to carry all the stuff across using the old footbridge, which is perfectly possible, just rather a slow business, and then use horses rather than trucks for the rest of the trip, all the way instead of just the last ten or fifteen kilometres, as was our original intention. We can always pick up the vehicles again on the way back down. They'll be safe enough here. That's the end of part one.